a world nearly destroyed by a cataclysm, saved by the actions of heroes long gone, a world that has survived, recovered, and even thrived. This is the world of Tyr. Here, the descendants of those heroes and the other survivors of the cataclysm have built great nations, the eight pillars that support the world. Nearly 1,500 years after the cataclysm, the world is one of relative calm. However, beneath this veneer of peace, great forces move. With every shift and shudder, they threaten to disrupt the delicate balance that keeps the pillars standing. Now, across the world, knowingly or not, people must become heroes, or the pillars will fall and Tear will be no more. Join us as we follow some of those heroes and see their struggles to keep their world from destruction. Turn us up, Galway. They, they, they can't hear us. No one has sound. Can they hear all check, of us? Can you guys hear me? Check, check. And me? Or me? Rachel. Is it working yet? <laughs> he's going he's gonna to make sure you know that he has sound. Now they can hear. Yeah. Yes, now they can hear. Uh, sound but is can, but can you guys hear Galway? Oh, God. Going beyond theater of the mind D&D to lip-reading theater of the mind. Oh, no. Lip-reading <laughs> non-theater of the mind D&D. Um, Pantomime. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to go back and say, all right. Welcome to Helpful Goat Presents Tier Moon Tree Isle. This is the first episode of this. This roughly follows on from our one-shot, which eventually became, which has become a campaign of the Amberheart mystery. Um, but the events in this are pretty self-contained and will also be explained as needed um, in the recap. I don't have many notes from this la from the one shot. It's a pretty short page, but one of them is in all capitals, shake the coward. One thing I wanted to address right at the beginning of this is we here at Helpful Goat have had a lot of internal discussions about what to do in uh, some very trying times overall, and we wanted to use our platform such as it is to promote people who are doing the very, very important work of advancing the cause of racial justice in the United States. Um, to that end, I would request personally that if any of you wonderful people who support us um, and help us do this thing that we love doing, right for this period, if you would have subscribed if you would have cheered some bits if you would have donated um maybe instead devote those financial resources to helping one of the causes that you can find either through using the command the blm command exclamation point blm in chat or uh for the period for this period of time we've repurposed our donate command that will take you to a list of minneapolis based charities that are still looking for financial support supplies etc um and i just i encourage you to Devote those resources, devote some time, devote some energy, however you can. If it's not uh, money, maybe it's service. If it's uh, not sort of direct service like protesting or helping, it's uh, 
supporting these organizations in some other way. Um, there's a lot of work to do and there's a lot of work that people can do and can help with. Um, so I hope that you're well, I hope that you're safe and I hope that you can contribute in some way. And I hope that by us being here, we give you a place where you can recharge a little bit when the world gets to be a lot and that you can take some energy, take some joy from this and get back out there and keep advancing this again, really, really, really important cause. Um, so thank you for your consideration of that. Thank you for um, any donations that you do. Um, I know that they're tremendously appreciated by the people who need them the most. Um, so with that, I'm going to do as briefly as I can uh, the standard boilerplate, and then we'll get into a recap and get right into the action because you all don't normally come in here to see me blather about corporate recaps. Corporate. Wow, I just made us like four orders of magnitude bigger than we are. Um, you can dream, Galway. No, but that's not even the dream. We're going to have a video about how that's not even the dream. Totally fair. <laughs> um, but uh, we are Helpful Go Gaming. We are a uh, independent game design and game content creation community. Um, we stream here on twitch.tv backslash Helpful Goat. So that's sort of what we do. We have, like I said, two podcast feeds, Goats and Dragons and Helpful Goat Presents down below in Twitch. You can get links to those wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we are affiliate here so that you can follow us, you can sub to us, and you can cheer for us. But for right now, if you were going to expend any uh, monetary resources like a paid sub or um, cheering, I'd ask that you instead maybe devote those resources to a donation to one of the worthy causes, either that we have highlighted or another that you know of. Um, but you could sub for free with Twitch Prime if you have Amazon Prime. All right, I just talked a lot, and I'm pretty sure that I covered everything. So I'm going to turn to the most important part, because I'm the DM for this adventure, which means I build the world, I set the story a little bit, but honestly, the stars, the performers, and the ones who end up deciding everything that we actually do are the players. Um, I'm sure I'll get to fun referential ones at some point, but for right now, I am joined by going in order because now I have video so I can like do a meaningful order to people. Um, Rachel, who also plays in Spire, who is playing Nero, a very, very good half-burned cow man. Hi. Am I supposed to say more than hi? I wasn't paying attention. You're, you're good. You're good with just hi. It's fine. <laughs> Elise, who is playing Minnow Row, a human row. Hello. I also keep forgetting that Minnow's human. Like I, I was writing like I your, it too. your character things in here of like like on on the stream overlay, and I was like Minnow Row? Question mark Rogue. Need to go. Yeah, back I feel that. like Human Rogue is like the um like the D and D like base <laughs> baseline like intro character. She's not my first D and D character, but here we are with a Human Rogue. So let's let's go. Good. Uh, and as I mentioned, Elise also DMs uh, Spire. Uh, Sam, we, we just sort of are going through the Spire cast in a row. This is purely an accident of Discord video. Sorry. Hello. Sam, who plays Dent, a suit of armor with feelings. Um, and may be a suit of armor with feelings in real life. We're not yet sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, Heather, who plays Ressa of the Palisite Clan. Uh, Dwarven Cleric. Yes, Cleric. I keep trying to almost say Dwarven Forge because you're a cleric of the Forge. Um, 
And Chris, who has played many characters, and you knew it had to be referential, beginning all the way back in Fates of Rin as Crotch the Sticky. And as I like to also mention, has hit three of the four major landmasses of Tyr, uh, who is playing Catch, the most adorable tabaxi fighter you ever will see. Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm the tour guide of the land of Tyr. We'll get you to that fourth continent pretty soon. What's on our oh. left? What's on our left? Tour, tour guide? On your left, you'll see. Okay, never mind. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> see, nice. you say And we're walking. We're walking. <laughs> you say that? And that just causes me as the person doing the stream overlay to be like, wait, nearing. What is on our left? What Damn. is on the left? Wait, is she taught? What can she see? What's happening? All right. <clears throat> That was good. We are professionals here. We, we uh, yeah, we, we bring high quality entertainment to y'all. Yes, um, Monty wants us to know that Boo is also a tabaxi fighter and is probably cuter than Catch. Yay, Boo! Okay, Boo may well actually be the cutest tabaxi fighter. Catch has the cutest family. All Hard to be ten, ten kittens. Of ten of them. Since when do we rank families? <laughs> oh, uh, Chris, I hope your video froze. I, I know you asked us so much. Thank you. <laughs> we, of course, as always, this is Helpful Goat Presents and Helpful Goat Presentations generally. Uh, we hope you will bear with us through any technical difficulties that occur because Comcast is an evil, evil master um, and things seem to go wrong nearly at random. So any other announcements from anyone? Anything I missed in terms of scheduling? I believe that Spire is potentially going to enter the brave uncharted territory of Thursday. I, next Thursday. I hope so. I, <laughs> I like the pain. It hasn't yet. But I so. hope so. But we're so close. It's actually Wednesday night now. So. I love how close you were. And you're like, yeah, you could do that in the morning. And I think it was like Rachel and I can't remember. Was it Ava? We're like, nah, nah, nah. We're not letting you get out that easy. <sighs> Now, yes, as 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 uh, Lena says in the chat, nope, Wednesday forever. Um, so very good, very good. Um, and now to set the stage just a little bit, I'll give you all a brief recap of Amberheart and Tear generally. Tear is a land that was long ago riven by a cataclysm. This cataclysm tore lands apart, reshaped continents, and drained the magic from the world. Though it was held back by a group of heroes, their descendants and the descendants of all who survived are now known as the Chosen and have entered a period of relative peace and even prosperity, albeit some difficulties through the general lack of magic. The world has rebuilt, the world has regrown, and as I said, things are relatively prosperous and peaceful though there is always danger present, particularly in the blighted lands that surround many areas. Monstrosities walk there, but recently it has seemed strange things have been afoot. A group of guards, protectors, explorers, adventurers, swords for hire, called the Marauders, recently completed a very successful expedition, getting a handsome reward for defending the caravan and then sent out for their hometown of Amberheart, a small sleepy town in the northwestern country of Forian. However, upon arriving home, 
they discovered that everyone in the town had disappeared. No trace was seen, no signs of struggle, except for large furrows breaking through the stone itself on the southern end of town. They found a pair of figures, one apparently the mayor's husband, the other a stranger who claimed he'd been sent to observe. It turned out that of the two of them, the stranger was being more honest, as the mayor's husband was in fact not the mayor's husband, but a figure named Riven, who said he was a smuggler who had helped bring in some kind of strange cargo, which he suspected was alive, and which he wondered if it had been related to the disappearance of many, though it could not have eaten everyone. They were gone too quickly. The marauders descended into the caverns beneath Amberheart, discovering massive unrest, cave-ins everywhere, broken paths tunneling through. They fought strange dust elementals, uh, pausing only to occasionally have to drag Dent away from small pools in the cave for reasons which we'll get into in a minute. Um, and then eventually, through winding paths, they arrived at a large central chamber within which was an altar of some kind. And in front of the altar, a giant monstrosity looking like two beings of earth twisted together and at their heart, a golden crystalline structure. The marauders managed to defeat this creature, nearly shattering the crystal in the process, though Nero was able to heal it with the fire that he has been somewhat afraid of throughout his life. Ressa, an accomplished crafter, stared deep into the crystal and was mesmerized by what she saw, the power, the beauty, the possibilities. And a touch of it restored a memory to Dent, an amnesiac warforged, as he remembered waking up, a thing that within the span of life that he can remember, he has never done, for he does not truly sleep. The group placed the crystal on the altar where others like it were assembled, and then began to hear noise from somewhere above them. On the way back, they discovered that Riven, their prisoner, had escaped at some point during the fight. But, more importantly, on the surface, their families awaited them. As a mass of people, the entire population of the town of Amberheart was standing, dazed and confused, in the square, blinking at the light, clutching each other, and then as they, the marauders emerged, hugging them, cheering, celebrating them. All of them discussed that they had been in a town somewhere, somewhere else. It was different, and no one there could see them or hear them, but they could sort of vaguely see them as if through a mist. It was not at all a pleasant experience. And then, the town saved, the marauders now heroes. Dent tugged gently at Nero's sleeve and pointed at the fishing pond to the west of town. And then they headed that way. And so it's been, probably it's the next day, um, generally. And you can see here in 
Amber Hart. Uh, I have taken the liberty of placing Dent uh, over by the fishing pond. Um, I imagine that he has basically not been moving. I imagine that he uh, also, like, since you don't truly sleep, you kind of go into powered down mode. Um, even then, you're still sort of fishing. So your friends slash towns, grateful townspeople have sort of erected a lean-to over you um, to make sure you don't get rained on. Uh, everyone in town is very confused by the fact that this uh, hulking man in this suit of armor has such a passion for fishing. But you saved them, so they're okay with it. Um, and so maybe we'll, we'll come back to you, but, uh, what would, uh, what would each of you have been doing sort of as you come to this next day, having rescued the town? Maybe we'll start with Minnow. Sure. Uh, Minnow, I think would spend a lot of time with her, um, sister who's very important to her. She's much younger. Um, and her spouse, uh, Arden, who obviously also very important to her. Um, and yeah, I think just kind of like be very focused. I think we said that her Minnow's parents and sister live like here-ish on the, uh, on the map. Is that right? Your house is up here. I know. Yes. And I think that they were down more at that corner. I think, yeah, I think they were down here. Okay. Um, yeah. And just, I think just be spending time kind of like hearing their stories about uh, where they were, um, especially her sister and just kind of like trying to gauge how okay her little sister really is with what happened. Um, I think would be her focus. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to say, you don't, you don't really need to roll a check. Uh, she's, she's your sister. She's, you've known her for her entire life. Um, you, she's shaken, certainly, but she seems very relieved and she doesn't seem to sort of like be super stressed or upset. It's more like, what the hell was that than anything else? Okay. And, um, your parents are pretty similar and it seems like, uh, one thing you do glean is that they were able to have a sense of each other. Like whatever they were viewing, they could see people moving. Just it's it was sort of like seeing figures moving through fog, or everything was a little grayed out. The the noises were very muffled, um, but they had a sense of a scene, a city moving in front of them, or a town. Um, but they also had a sense of each other, sort of wherever this was suspended, however this was. So that you also think probably helped a little bit. Like your sister didn't feel alone. Just yeah what the hell is this? Why are we all here? What's going on? Um, and as they had said to you, even that night in the square, uh, no one really knew anything. There were some crashing noises and then they were gone. Um, so no real insight of, oh, we saw this or anything. Um, and the other thing is they had no sense of how long it had been. Um, they'd been gone, by your estimate, probably two days um, and they didn't really have a sense of time, but like, they're not, they're not really sure it felt longer to them, but then they were also suspended, just constantly watching vague shapes moving. So who hell knows how long it was. Um, but at one point, um, sort of as you know, you're, you're finishing up, um, a sort of brunch and a conversation, um, Arden's going to sort of nudge you with their elbow, uh, and give you a, a, a sign, like a quick signal that you haven't seen them use since you actually uh, used to sort of work much more actively as criminals of the, like, um, we need to take a moment. Um, yeah. And they'll 
and they'll sort of be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a walk up and uh, check on something back at the house, and just sort of head out. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of like make sure Lily's fine and and make my excuses and follow. Yeah, so you're gonna uh, come back, and they're kind of they're they're seated at the the table that's in your uh, in your front room, yes, and um, they'll sort of reach up and. Uh, cup and caress your face like as they did once you were reunited in square and they go um i have it didn't seem important once you know the town got disappeared but shortly before that the night before someone broke in here and took i i saw what they took yes and they do you know who it was no and they were they were good they were better they than anyone to be. they were better than anyone we'd ever run with and they knew what they were getting but why i mean if not someone we ran with then why would anyone care i don't no. When I woke and heard them, I sort of started and turned and they just smiled. I, I, I tried to I tried to you grab them. them. I tried to corner yes. I tried to grab them. I tried to corner them. I tried to they just they just float around me. Like it didn't matter. I've never seen anyone move like that. Well, thank God you're okay. I mean, if they were that dangerous and scary, like I'm just sorry I wasn't here to help. No, I'm glad you weren't. Because before they left, they said, we'll be seeing Minnow soon. They, okay, that's good. Well, that's great. Has, has anything, has anything been happening while you've been out with the Marauders? I, there's, there's this, this new fellow with the, the, the large one with the suit of armor is is, is something strange he's happening not i wouldn't say he's harmless in the sense that like he can do great harm <laughs> but he's harmless and like he's not he doesn't know anything or have any interest in that what okay no i i, I guess to galway has minnow noticed anything weird or upsetting no, um, your your last couple of missions honestly have gone have been going progressively smoother. Uh, I think we'd sort of discussed that you'd we'd sort of decided roughly that you'd picked up um, met and joined up with Dent. Not necessarily just before the last mission, but maybe the one before that. So he's been traveling with you for probably a couple months now, but had never been back to Amberheart with you all before this trip. Um, but. Outside of that, things had been going pretty well. You're kind of finding your groove. You had a really successful last mission. Um, there haven't been any particularly creepy occurrences or any like strong foes you've run across. The only thing that comes to mind, and I'm in character to Arden, is that, well, the person who's... We did meet two people... Uh, yesterday was it really just yesterday um we did meet two people uh we met a, a smuggler riven i don't know if you know but they seemed i mean like they were able he 
he, right? There was a was guy. A yeah. He was able to disguise himself. Uh, he disguised himself as Garrig, but we figured out it wasn't Garrig and it was a, the, someone who helped smuggle this thing um, into the catacombs. And then we met Dellen, who's probably still around. Still in town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dellen, he's been down in the catacombs. He talked to the mayor yesterday and he's been doing research down there. You, That's where you'd know he'd be. Okay. Uh, and, and he's from the deep hold is do you know anything about deep hold do i know anything about deep hold i don't i you think we determined last you didn't know anything about deep hold and arden's also like no no i've, I've never heard of such a thing i such a group i no i i remember Dellen was sort of speaking with you all a little bit last night he he seemed nice enough but no um minnow be careful i this Whoever this person was, they had no interest in hurting me. And that lack of interest was the only thing that kept them from hurting me. Well, if they come back, they're going to have to deal with both of us. Yes, I... They said they'd be seeing you soon, so I don't know. Uh, but with that, um, Arden will suggest maybe going back over and seeing family, but just they wanted to get to have that I I did want to go also in the like maybe in the afternoon um, after lunch or whatever to just like fish with Dent because I know I promised that I would. So we're probably gonna go. we're probably all gonna end up over at Dent. Okay, uh, yeah. Before it's too long, but uh, um, Catch, what have you been up to? Catch has been painstakingly listening to each and every kitten's recollection of what had happened in the previous couple of days. And Pickles by far had the best story, quickly followed up by Ham, who swore it was some sort of giant troll that came and stole them away. But other than that, I've just been helping around mom and dad's shop, trying to get everything back in order. And they sort of run a general store? Um, it's called the, it's a, like a bookstore. So right, 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 right. they, you know, we, we bind, uh, books and, you know, scrolls and I do a lot of like, um, transcription and calligraphy. Yeah. Very good. Um, you're, you're, it feels kind of nice to help them get the shop back, set back up, doing a little bit of work on a couple of orders in it. it it's a, it's a nice return sort of coming down from the anxiety of the day before where you were racing through these caverns trying to figure out what the hell was going on where your family was um yeah and that's that's uh it, it's it's been nice um ressa you you had liberated um a, one of the sort of broken pieces of this crystal when you came back up um and you're presumably back with your family uh by their in their workshops um, and is there anything you'd, in particular you'd be doing? Absolutely. I would be, um, since I had all of the ideas and the visions about um, creations I could make, um, I would be practicing, I'd be drawing, I'd be using my uh, artisan's blessing to like, make new jewelry objects and just trying to put into physicality some of the things that I had seen. Nice. Yeah, you 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 find that as amazing as these designs were, as as sort of 
stunning and something that you'd never really thought of before as they were it's very easy for you to go through the sketching and the design process like it flows more naturally than it ever has for you before fabulous but now sort of i'm kind of i'm also kind of using jumping characters to advance time a little bit as we're going um as, as you sort of turn and you take like a, a small the smallest piece of it that you'd had um and you go to maybe try to work it a little bit uh, you find it is maddeningly difficult. Um, one moment as you heat it, it almost seems like it's melting or it's like it's damaging its structure. And then the next moment it becomes insanely brittle uh, and you're worried that you're about to snap it. And then as you you sort of are like, okay, 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 so, so I need to, to mold instead. And as you do that, it becomes resistant beyond metals that you've worked with um so you're you're really flummoxed by this and you're getting worried that trying to actually as the siren goes by they somehow managed to catch like all the monologues come on come on thank you um as you're as you're working with this you're 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 beginning to be afraid that even practicing like this, a, a thing you would normally do, you take sort of the scraps and the ends, you risk just destroying this material. And it's unlike anything you've worked with. Um, and you've probably like grabbed some extra books on metalworking, crystal working, jewelry, etc. Um, and you're sort of been pouring over those now, trying to look for any type of hint. Is it almost like it's resisting changing like it doesn't want to be changed molded it wants to stay as is no because almost sometimes when you when you do some things to it it changes very rapidly like the the first time you had it you know you were thinking oh okay it's a crystal so apparently whatever is requiring the sirens is very close to me because they're all slowing down right as they get to me um the first time you started to to manipulate it, um, you were like, oh, okay, I probably need to heat this a lot. It's crystalline. I'm going to need to work sort of very firmly with it. And it like almost entirely changed form instantly. You're like, oh, okay, that's that's making it unusable. Not good, not good, not good. Um, so then you were sort of thinking maybe you'd just mold it more. And then it became brittle. And then you're like, oh, maybe I need to sort of bend and shape it that way because it's become really brittle and then it just wouldn't move and it seems to flip through those almost at random um it's really frustrating because you have these designs which like as you've sort of been spitting them out almost over some of the course of the night and through the morning and stuff your family is coming by and they're sort of ooing and eyeing at these because they're so beautiful and breathtaking um and they're just getting sort of a steady stream of Ressa profanity from the Forge area um, because this is just frustrating the hell out of you. And they've never seen anything like it either? No. No. Um, they, they, it appears that whatever the, the version of this that you have, these sort of splinters that had come off, it doesn't have quite the same effect and you can feel that. Like it doesn't enrapture you the same way though. It's still quite beautiful. Um, but they certainly don't get that sense of rapture, but they could, they can see it almost even if they don't directly experience it. Okay. And certainly I told them about what I had experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they thought that that was absolutely amazing. Um, I also should actually put you guys sort of where you are. You're over there. 
catches with the catch clan. I'm not sure I'd ever figured out where, I'm not sure we decided where you lived, Ressa. No, we hadn't. Um, I'm putting you over here. Uh, that's the wrong one. And Nero, what are you up to? Um, mine's not going to be that long or exciting. Uh, remind Sam. me. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Uh, remind me uh, again where the Moon Gaze Woods Monastery is. Like, how far outside of town is it? Uh, it's about a day's journey north. I feel like he, Nero would have initially stuck around town to see whatever he could do to help offer you know whatever just talking with people trying to make them feel more comfortable and find out a little bit what happened and then he would have walked to or i guess traveled some way he didn't have to walk i guess i don't know just so you could get a horse um, maybe he likes walking he's very fast at it yeah uh to the monastery and just you know reconnected trained asked if they'd seen anything strange and just and then worked to be back by whenever it is that you're starting so yeah so, so you would you would have probably said to everyone then that like you were you felt the need to sort of update your teachers and everything of what you discovered and think more deeply about some of the things that had happened and make sure everything was okay there because of course no one in the town has any idea of what the hell had happened at the monastery um and yeah, you 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 get up to the monastery uh, near the end then of that first day, um, and you find everything in good order. It seems like whatever had happened in town didn't affect them. Um, your 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 old masters are pleased to speak with you and to think about some of the things you discovered. Um, one teacher that you are fond of uh, in particular um, is sort of very proud that you use your flames to heal something um, and is just, and it's like, yes, this is good progress. Good. Yes. Um, center yourself, take the time you need. And it seems to me that the next steps of your journey lie with your friends. Um, so yeah, you, you'd probably, we can maybe excise you from, the next couple of days you'll be there and then you'll be coming back. Um, and Dent, dear Dent, what are you doing? Um, so Dent has been uh, basically splitting his time evenly between fishing, but also crafting. Um, he has decided after, um, you know, these last couple successful ventures uh, with his, comrades and the marauders that he wanted to do something nice for them and so um when he hasn't been fishing uh he's been doing two things uh one uh he instead of just having a regular old pinky uh he can now kind of like cock his pinky over and uh remove it and um basically kind of stretch it out like telescope it out like a lightsaber toy Is this fire <laughs> i'm more <laughs> enjoying rachel's oh no <laughs> body modification i just anyway, heard i love it my i love this. and then expand it and i'm just it's fine keep going yeah um yes yeah, so, so he can 
uh, twist it and uh, extend his pinky into uh, his own portable fishing pole. Um, but uh, that aside, um, because his four friends do not have detachable pinkies, um, he has been going into the woods right across from the lake and has been uh, whittling. Uh, well, not really whittling, but I guess like just woodcrafting um, some f- four very elegant, uh, nice brand spanking new fishing poles for his friends. Uh, each of them are the colors uh, or have like a little painted name uh, with the respective colors listed as your uh, tokens. And uh, he is very excited to let you all uh, get to spend a day with him fishing um and he's excited to reveal these but can nero have helped with that because nero has expertise in wood carving tools and that's like his whole fucking jam so i mean not help you make the things but helps you with like learning how to do wood carving and shit yeah sure like part of maybe i could have like gone to and been like hey so i have this project but it's super secretive (laughs) Um, nice yeah uh, so that's that's absolutely a thing you can do, uh, and, and we'll having having established some of what's been going on. I think we'll we'll spend time a little bit forward. Um, yeah, various members of the Marauders will come and sit and fish with you, uh, Dent. Um, I suspect Ressa, you you chat with Dent sometimes as you're sitting there fishing about why won't this work? Why won't it work? It should have. And then normally you're sitting there like flipping through a book while fishing um then at this point you've also spent uh, so much time with this that you know you've caught plenty of fish um i suspect you've moved into catch or release um the mayor has requested that you perhaps move into catch and release because they kind of she kind of wants there to still be fish in there um the but uh yeah it's been it's been very peaceful the weather's been very nice um some of the townspeople, uh, because when they saw you sitting out there, were like, "Oh, you you must be you must be hot in that armor." And it sort of, like I said, popped a little sort of tent lean to so that you're shaded. Um, they think again. They think it's a little weird, but hey, you saved their lives. Probably they're not really sure. You saved them from whatever the hell that was, so they're they're good with just letting you do whatever it is you want to do. Um, yeah, people will visit. Uh, at one point, uh, I would think that catch and all ten kittens. Um, come down to the lake um at which point uh this is probably about when the mayor begins to start having the discussion uh, about catch and release um not catch and release catch and release um release is my new buddy oh, oh dear <laughs> it's close uh, up to my name too elise release that i can be your buddy yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing all of the kittens like jumping in the shallows to catch fish, you know, not yeah. necessarily with the rod. Except for Tuck and Dot, they're like taking turns like dunking each other. But then the one that gets dunked complains, and then as soon as the one that did the dunking turns around, the one that got dunked does more dunking. Yeah, sounds right. I, I was gonna say, I like have you you've in, encapsulated the like simultaneously the toddler and kitten experience in these beings um as i watch our own kitten just so i i I just want to say that when um dent uh 
went ahead and you know revealed these uh four um fishing rods to you guys he was like very proud of them and um but but like humble proud like like uh let's see i, I guess he would have said something like um it, well, well you know i spent a lot of time on all of these but um if if you know it is too big or too small it shouldn't be a problem just let me know oh Minnow would definitely like gush over hers because she'd be like, you know, Dent, my mother is a woodworker and these are top notch quality. I've grown up around woodworking all my life and whoever your teacher was, was very good. And you were an excellent pupil. Well, I, I, I have uh, Nero to thank for that. So thanks Nero. It's, it's You're beautiful, Dent. Welcome. Beautiful dent, and you know how much I like beautiful things. Thank you so much. Catch will take his and he'll look at it, and then he'll look at his claws, and then he'll look at the fishing pole. This is pretty darn awesome. Thanks, kid. <laughs> at least once, if I'm there with the catch and the kittens, can I use the fishing pole as like a cat toy with the? With oh the hell yes. <laughs> I'm also picturing them like as you sort of progressively increase the height of it, like beginning to stack on each other in an attempt to get after it. Uh, but yeah, so, monkeys. Yeah, so 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 a, a few a few days sort of pass this way relatively peacefully. Um, Nero, you return um, feeling refreshed, feeling sort of focused on figuring out what this next chapter looks like. Um, and then Delon, who you all have seen around town, he's he's remained in town. Uh, he's generally been down in the catacombs. Sometimes he'll come over and talk to one or more of you. Um, you see him sort of come over like, ah, uh, uh, yes, hello, hello um, Nero. Um, do, do you know where the rest of your friends are? I, I have something that I think I need to talk to all of you about. Well... I know that one is probably fishing. That's a good place to start. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, um, yes. We could, we could, we could easily start there. Um, um, do, do you have any idea where the others might be? No. Maybe their homes. Yeah, Minnow would definitely have invited Nero and any of you, but especially Nero, since you don't live there, and Dent also, although I don't know how much we think Dent prefers to be like indoors versus by his fishing pond, but regardless, Minnow would have invited you to come over and have lunch and things often. I think Dent would have gone. Yeah, so um, the sort of move around and yeah people generally are at their homes um you you hear you hear the sort of hammering of metals as you get near ressa's home um and you'll all oopsie i grabbed the name not actually catch you'll all end up by the lake uh with a still fishing dent as delin's sort of like, ah yes um Thank you all. Uh, I, I wanted to thank you again um, 
for believing me and uh, he'll sort of point at you dead uh, for not shaking me. That did not look pleasant. Um, and I had promised you that I would share any information that I had come across. Uh, and I was planning to do that uh, as soon as I reported that information um, to the group that I work for, Deephold. And Can you tell us a little bit about Deephold, actually? I know we're about to get into something, but I'm curious about Deephold. Uh, we, uh, we are a, a group of people who... Some disquieting things have been happening here and elsewhere recently. They often seem to be more magical in nature than is usual. And though not all of us have magical abilities ourselves, we are all at least somewhat familiar with magic or the study of it or researching it. Um, and we decided to do what we could in order to help people generally or try to discern what it is that is happening. Um, and it's, 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 it's very appropriate that you might ask uh, what Deephold is, because you see, like I said, I, I was going to talk to you all um, because I was, I was very grateful and you all seem very decent folk. Uh, once I'd reported, but the thing is, um, I can't seem to get in touch with whoever, anyone at Deephold, with Deephold. I, I, this has never happened before. How do you usually communicate? He's like, ah. And he'll, um, like, in a, from sort of a, a pouch uh, in a pocket of his robe, he'll pull out a, a small, uh, about the sort of palm-sized stone. It's like, uh, as I mentioned, most of us have at least some experience with magic or magical items, etc. And uh, th this is this is one of those. It allows me to to communicate with them over great distances. I we only have a couple of them, but we 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 use them for people who are going out on missions, um, especially ones where there might be some danger or need to report in quickly. And it was working up through the time that I arrived here, but with everything that was going on and and the ability to then research, I, I, I hadn't really tried to report back. And then yesterday when I tried nothing. Do you know, is it the magic on the stone or is it that nobody's answering, right? Does that make sense? Is it the spell that has malfunctioned or is just no one on the other side? No, yes, no, that, that, that's, that's a very astute question. It, it absolutely makes sense. No, the stones connect. It's just no one answers. So what other missions were going on that you were aware of when this was happening? None that I know of. Uh, more standard people listening out, trying to see if there were any rumors of anything happening, uh, things like that. But, but, but nothing, nothing of the scope of what I was doing here. I, 
I, I, I do not know what could have happened, but I am worried because now entire towns of people disappear. And uh, that seems, you know, not good. Well, this can't be good. I think um, you're partially doing this because now you can just like watch me wince every time one of these happens. I'm just like, mm. What were you hoping we would do? Do you want us to escort you back to wherever your deep hold headquarters are, or uh, yes, uh, more more or less? I I would like you to escort me to. Tormenryle, which is the city a couple of days outside that you would actually come from coming back to Deephold, or to, sorry, to Amberheart, um, to Tormenryle, where there there should be there should be someone there for me to contact and see if I can find any leads. And uh, if I cannot find anything there, uh, on to Moontree Isle, which you all would know. You are here in Amberheart, and Tormenryle is a couple days' journey uh, to the east, and technically in the Amekian Kingdom. Um, but this is a this is a completely stable border. There's free travel between it, etc. Uh, and you know that uh, Moontree Isle is a name for the island in the massive uh, Moonwatcher Lake, um, which uh, you all would know isn't particularly inhabited or anything. Uh, there is, there is excitingly for Dent, a small fishing village there. Um, that's most of the, the actual settlement there. Um, and that's about it. What's the name of the lake? Moon what? Moon Watcher Lake. Thanks. Same as the Moon Watcher Forest. Um, he's like, uh, there's, there is a small outpost of the deep hold uh, there. And, if something's wrong uh, there, then yes, it would be onto the headquarters themselves. But but honestly, if something is wrong at Moontree Isle, I am I am not sure that I will want to go on to headquarters because it means that something something very very bad indeed has happened. Um, it was in my backstory that um before. Uh, Nero had found me that I was, you know, kind of secluded uh, by Moonwatcher Lake. Like, that's where I was. Um, mm -hmm. I guess it, it wouldn't stand to reason that I would have any awareness as to what might be going on in this area. Uh, you all had been sort of right back through that area relatively recently. Like, it was only three or, well, at this point, about a week and a half ago, uh, you were in the town of, or the city of Tormenryle, but uh, you, you've you spent a lot of time on the banks of the lake. It is pretty calm weather. There's, it's a peaceful area. Like, that's that's why it was pretty easy for you to just sort of be there. It's, parts of it are relatively secluded. Parts of it are a little busier. Um, it's beautiful, but but you can't think of anything. You've never been to the island proper, partially because of the difficulties of you and boats, um, especially alone, um, would have been a bit tricky and you didn't want to just wade through a lake. Um, but uh, you don't, yeah, you don't know of anything in particular. So what 
exactly do you want from us? Uh, of, of course, Nira. I, I would I would like it very much if you would escort me to Tormund Ryle. Uh, continue to escort me around Tormund Ryle as I uh, complete some inquiries. Uh, and then if I am not able to discover any more information, uh, proceed with me on to Moon Tree Isle, uh, to the village there, and again, conduct more inquiries. Uh, hopefully there I will discover that despite what I have felt, it is in fact something wrong with a stone, or I don't know, they just don't like me. Um, I'm open to that. I just, I'm worried that I cannot hear anyone. I can't imagine that that's the case. You seem like a perfectly likable guy. I mean, you know, uh, uh, guys, people I'm, are allowed I'm to change their minds. I'm 100% in support of going um, because there is a really nice fishing village up that way. And I don't know about you guys, but now that we have five total fishing poles, could put go for some nice new schnazzy lures and stuff like that. Be really nice. Just saying. Well, I think, um, I mean, this is this is what we do, right? We, the Marauders, back at it. Uh, this yes, is, we fight off kobolds. We save the cabbage mongers, and we are we getting paid for this? And that was our latest installment in the world of Tear. And many more episodes await you in the podcast Helpful Goat Gaming Presents. You can also listen to our multi-year 1 to 20th level campaign on the podcast Goats and Dragons. Or maybe you're looking for a podcast called Dom and Dragons where we played D&D with Dominic Monaghan. Yes, that Dominic Monaghan. You can find that on Dom and Dragons in the Goats and Dragons feed wherever you get your podcasts. And if you need more of us in your life, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HelpfulGoat. Watch us live on Twitch at HelpfulGoat or join our Discord. Please consider rating and reviewing any Helpful Goat product. It really helps us out. And until next time, we love you. Hang in there. Bye.